Good morning. Listen to Mark and Neanderthal when you get to work with the free KSLX app. 100.7 KSLX. Okay, so there has been a lot of things going on. I mean, we've got NFL playoffs coming up this weekend. Oh, we, yeah. We just had a new president come into office this week. There's a ton mm-hmm. of stuff going on, but the most important thing we really do need to tell you about This is right in, now. The, in the interest of public safety, really. Absolutely. You know, I mean, you know how we do the coronavirus update with jokes. Right. There's nothing funny about what we're about to tell you. No, this is very this important. This is very serious. Very, uh, it's a safety issue. Your community yeah. needs to be aware of this. Uh, you might want to make sure the kids are aware of this. Yeah. Uh, if you've got old people, make sure they're aware of this. Very important safety recall. I'll read the headline. Hot Pockets Recalled over potential glass and plastic contamination. Now, lest you think that's an overreaction, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say glass and plastic contamination is probably not good for you. No, absolutely not. Okay, I'm just making sure. I don't know. That's not a knee-jerk reaction, is it? Certain pepperoni Hot Pockets Uh have been recalled over concerns they may be contaminated with pieces of glass and hard plastic. The question I ask myself is where in the Hot Pocket factory is the glass and plastic area (laughs) where it could possibly be mixed in with the ingredients of a Hot Pocket? Right, I know. I I mean, that's (laughs) an excellent question, but just just realize that. Um, The other Hot Pockets that don't have the glass and plastic, just be assured they are as good for you as they have ever been. Right, exactly. And that's very comforting. So keep that in mind. Again, now, lest you uh, wonder which Hot Pockets are dangerous, they are the ones with the glass and plastic bits in them. The other ones are fine for you. Yep, we're all good. And you know what? As As long as you don't overcook them. Right. Now, as morning radio hosts, we would be remiss if we (laughs) talked about Hot Pockets (laughs) and then didn't play a little Jim Gaffigan. Never really see that on a menu when you go out to dinner. You know, let's see, I'll have the Caesar salad and the Hot Pocket. (laughs) Is your Hot Pocket cold in the middle? It's frozen. (laughs) But it can be served boiling lava hot. Great stuff there, Mark Jim Gaffigan. All right, it's Mark and the Ball here at six eleven. By the way, um, we'll be out tomorrow at Speedway at Ellie, uh, excuse me, Guadalupe and Ellsworth Road in East Mesa from eleven to one. They have hot pockets. The safe you know kind. You know this for a fact. I don't. But I'm just assuming they do. But if they do, it's the good kind without the glass and the plastic. The important thing about it is Mark has offered to be your Hot Pocket taster tomorrow from 11 to 1. So <laughs> I'm your if, Hot Pocket concierge. Yes, if you want to bring them by and, and have Mark go, hmm, nope, no plastic, no glass, all good. Uh, Paul, if you would, please bring up the foreboding and grim frightening music as we get into the Mark and Neanderthal weekend movie pick. Now, here's the thing. This movie came out the year I was born. 1968. Maybe, just maybe, I'm one of the living dead. <laughs> that is our movie today, Night of the Living Dead. You know, we have we did comedy. We did action last week. We figured a little horror this week. And... It really is. It really is a classic of the genre. Yeah, it's so great. Um, I still remember. You know, I would have been seven years old at this time. Okay, I had a friend, same age, whose parents took him and his brothers and sisters to see this at a drive-in. 
when they were like seven and six and eight what years kind old. What parent does that? I still remember him telling me the story of his mom reaching back to push their heads down so they wouldn't look at what was happening on the screen. Yeah. Did they leave the drive-in movie? No. They no. had paid good money to get in. Eight bucks a car load. <laughs> so you, you are not going to waste my money. Yeah. Um, I mean, now, here's the thing. In all fairness, I didn't see this movie until... Probably my my early twenties because I saw. First of all, I'm not into the zombies genre, but I saw Dawn of the Dead first, and somebody said to me they made a version of this movie similar to this in black and white, and yeah. it's every bit as morbid and grotesque. Yeah. And I said that's impossible, and they said I bet you. And we sat down with beers and watched it one night, and they were right. No, the black and white really works. It gives it a really grim, yes, and an evil feeling. In fact. Let us get one of our promotion assistants, Victoria, to give us a plot synopsis of Night of the Living Dead. A ragtag group of strangers barricade themselves in an old Pennsylvania farmhouse, trying to remain from a horde of rampaging, bloodthirsty zombies who crave human flesh. Even with the doors and windows boarded up, can they make it through the night? Yeah. That is yeah. the question. Now, the, the interesting thing about, about Night of the Living Dead is, again, I think that's the first time the the whole brains yes. became a thing. That, yes, you had to it, you had to kill the brain. Yeah, yeah, you, yep. you, you had to shoot them in the head. Yeah, you, you had to or chop their head off or mm-hmm. put a hammer in their head or an axe in their head or something like that. That's how you allegedly kill a zombie. I wouldn't know. I've never actually seen one. <laughs> this this movie scared the hell out of me. Yeah, and when as, I was a young kid. Should. Yeah, yeah, and I I would say, is it trained to Busan good? I would say, without this movie, there is no train to Busan. Yeah. So yeah. It's trained to Busan good. It is arguably the second scariest movie ever made behind The Exorcist. There's an argument I, to be made there. I might even flip them, but you know, why don't we why don't we go to the very beginning of the movie? It starts off right away. You've got Johnny, the evil older brother, teasing his younger sister, Barbara, because they're in a cemetery putting flowers on the on the grave of a distant relative. Well, you used to really be scared here. Johnny. You're still afraid. Stop it now. I mean it. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Stop it. They're coming for you, Barbara. And you know what? They were. They did. Yeah. And they were. But don't and worry. I think, did I, was I right in the later on in the movie? We actually, we're coming for you, Barbara. Well, Johnny... Meets his end very quickly. A little yes. spoiler alert. Yeah, well, well, the but, movie came out in 1968. Yeah. If you haven't seen it yet, you should watch it this weekend. Yes, absolutely. But yeah. you do see Johnny again later in the movie. I'm coming for you, Barbara. <laughs> it, it, is a, it is a great horror yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. And look, if you've seen World War Z and you've seen all those things and you liked uh, you know, Walking Dead, all the stuff that is, you really owe it to yourself to see the one that started it all. This absolutely. was really sort of the genesis of the brilliance of zombie films. Absolutely. George Romero, man, for the win. Have you ever been scammed at a gas station? Now, here's the thing. You, we've heard about the the gas reader, that you know, the, 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 the card skimmers. Yeah. All right. This wasn't that. I think it could have been. Uh, maybe. I think it was something uh, maybe more sinister, and I'm going to put the plot together for you. Okay. So imagine... It's last Friday. And imagine you may or may not have just grabbed a pizza with a lady friend. Okay. Right? Just, just, it, it's hypothetically. Right. 
But in reality, you're at a gas pump. And you're pumping the gas into your beautiful Ram Rebel pickup acquired from our friends over Earnhardt. I'm kidding. Continue. I did get it there. Yeah. Um, no, so I'm, I'm pumping gas, and a kid walks up on me, and he's got his mask down around his chin because that's the proper way to wear it. <laughs> and he's got his cell phone in his hand, and he goes, excuse me, sir, I know this is embarrassing because I'm 30, but would you possibly be able to help me out with some gas? Now, I turn around and look at his not-at-all-inexpensive sports car which is sitting at a pump on the other side with the driver's side door wide open and the engine running. Same set of pumps? Uh, well, you know you, you know how there's like there's two there's a, there's a pump and then there's another one like behind you? Yeah. He's on the opposite side. Okay. Like like kitty corner like, you know, like if it's one o'clock, he's at my 7. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Yep. All right? So, his car is running, the front door is open, he's got his cell phone in his hand, the mask down around his chin, and he's asking me to help him with gas. Now, something about this doesn't smell right. And I'm not talking about the smell of the gas fumes. Right. I mean... No, I would be instantly suspicious. Yeah. Now, I, I mean, I'm no rube, but I sat back and thought, okay, this could go wrong in a bad way. I'm not going to go over there to that gas pump, take my either bank or credit card to, to right. slide in this thing, only to have this guy, like, hip check me out of the way, grab my car, jump into the driver's side of his door, of his car, and take off. Because that's what I thought might happen. Or he was going to take a picture of me punching in whatever code I needed to punch in to get this thing. You know what I mean? Yes. There, was, there were so many things that could have gone wrong. So I basically said, hey, man, uh, I'm sorry, I don't have any extra gas, you know, any, any extra cash for gas. His response to me was jaw-dropping. He goes... He's walking away and he mumbles, you don't have to have any effing cash to get me gas. Now, I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> how rude, you beggar. Yeah. You beggar you. Yeah, no, if if you can get gas without cash, why isn't he doing it? Right. Right? I mean, he's got, obviously got an iPhone in his hand. He's impeccably dressed. I mean, he's wearing, a, you know, a nice, nice oh, really? like, yeah, like okay. a leather jacket. Like, he, he was a nice dressed kid. Looked like he, he looked a little bit like that mu- um, a magician David Blaine. Really douche-tastic looking. Okay. But, you know, well, well kept. Nice car. You know, door wide open. I'm thinking to myself, hey, if you needed gas, why did you drive to the gas station with no money? <laughs> no gas. But I, but it was the rudest beg I've ever had. Somebody coming up to me and saying, hey, can I borrow some money? Can I get some money? Not borrow, but right. will you give me some money for gas? They go, I'm sorry, I don't have any any money. His response is, well, you don't need cash to give me effing gas. Right. See, here's, like, whoa, dude. Here's what I think the scam was. Have a nice was. walk home, son. Yeah, I, I think the scam was that he had put some kind of reader into the skimmer. You think so? Yes, and when you would do your card, it would, it would read it your phone? Absolutely. That to Possibly, me, yeah. That to me makes more sense of a scam. The bumping you out of the way and hopping in the car. I don't think they... I, I don't know that people do that anymore. It's more of a technological crime. So you, you know? think maybe he had hacked the pump and maybe and the minute I put my card through there, he gets a copy of my, or, my or, credit card on his phone? Or as you said, take a picture somehow. Yeah. All That's right. what I think the scam is. So, uh, folks, if you're going out to beg... Please be nice. Be courteous. <laughs> Makes it a little more helpful. That should really in the future, yeah. that really should be a baseline requirement of of begging. Some humble is courtesy. Some humble delivery. Maybe a, a, a little a tear in your eye yeah. might help you. Um, you know, crocodile tears are still tears. I'm curious if anybody know. Is this a scam? We just don't know about it yet. Yes, we haven't heard about it. You yet. know, I'd love to know what the what the actual scam is because it's definitely a scam. And yeah, definitely. And again, it wasn't too late and it wasn't too busy in a yeah. locale, but he certainly had. A, the way his car was positioned, it was right.
right, pointed right to the street, front nose of the car, yeah. right to the street, so he could yeah. easily have, have made an escape. Interesting. All right, four eight zero four seven zero KSLX, or if you've ever just been scammed at a gas station. Yeah. It wasn't just me. So, yeah, we, we talked to a couple people who had this happen where, you know, Paul's at a gas station the other day pumping gas and somebody comes up and says, hey, uh, this is embarrassing, but, uh, you know, could you help me out with a little money for gas? And and you told him you don't have any cash. And he was like, well, no, I was talking about, you know. Yeah, you don't need cash to give me effing gas. Yeah, I was he, like, wow, that was a snide response, sir. He was suggesting you use your credit card, which is a bad idea. Yeah, that's not going to happen. And remember, a couple of years ago, I think we talked about it on the show, my card got skimmed, and I found out that I had spent $400 at Kate Spade over uh, over at the Wild Horse Pass uh, outlet stores. Yeah, well, you know accessorizing. Yeah, I so. mean, when you think me, you think, my God, that guy looks great with a Kate Spade <laughs> o- over-the-shoulder bag. Absolutely. Not ostentatious at all. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and I found out, and, and by the way, Here's the thing. Here's how they got away with it. I mean, thankfully, my, it was my bank card, and it's insured by my bank, so I got my money re- refunded. Yeah. But here's how they got away with it. They took the card and then went over on the res because the res police and the town police, <clears throat> excuse me, city police, don't give them. <coughs> I have no idea what's going on. <coughs> I'm being killed. The Vulcan, I don't know what the hell, the hell's going on with me. That is from the, the corn, it's dust from the corn, <coughs> the corn nuts that you bought at the gas station that day. It could be. Yeah. But yeah, the police organizations don't communicate well. It's like I don't right now. <laughs> That's irony is what that is. The, the funniest, actually, the funniest thing about this whole thing was this guy who called. You You had mentioned you were coming back from getting pizza, but. Guido, are you trying to help here? Are you going to tag in? I, I was just going to say, Paul's dying over there. Yeah, he, he is. Tag maybe uh, Sorry maybe about it's that. time to, yeah. I mean, yeah. You, are we really? You're not even waiting for the body to get yep, cold? No. You're just trying to step right in? <laughs> this, uh, this guy called a little earlier. Yeah, I'm just kind of wondering, why are you taking your girlfriend to a gas station for pizza? <laughs> no, no, uh, coming back no, for they, pizza. They had been out. Uh, that was yeah, actually we, yeah. you, you and just a friend who were out for pizza. Yes, right? a lady friend, if you here's, will. Here's a, a scam, and I don't know if this one exists anymore, but this was a gas station thing. This is, it's got to be 25 years ago or something like that. Southwest corner of Alma School and Baseline. Okay. I believe there is now like a shiny new big convenience store and like sixteen gas pumps, that kind of thing. The typical place now. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one that was right near uh, on the other side of where we used to work. Exactly. Yeah. Now this is um, it shiniest used to, part of that intersection. It used to be um, an old gas station with you know two or three pumps, and it was actually a service garage. Remember when gas stations oh, had yeah. service garages with them Hell too? Yeah. But I'm standing there pumping gas, and a guy comes up and he does this this number. He goes, "Hey, uh, I deliver steaks." to supermarkets here in the valley and uh, I brought too much up from our warehouse in Tucson Right. and my boss says I can't come back to the warehouse in Tucson until I sell the, the excess that I have. You want a couple of steaks? And I was like, yeah, I I don't buy meat at gas stations. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll buy a hot dog. Cooked meat occasionally I will buy at a gas station but raw meat, no, I, I tend to do that in the supermarket or uh, yeah, a butcher shop. My guess is the U.S. SDA didn't stamp that stuff. Exactly. Approved. I, mean, I, was like, I was like, I was born at night, but not last night. You know? Now that said, I got the best barbecue I've ever had in a gas station in Kansas City. Well, you could, yes. Yeah. I mean, it was already cooked, though. Correct. Yes, yes. yes. I mean, the place had a they had a license. They were a restaurant. Yes. Half the place was a barbecue joint. The other half was it was a gas station. So there's your, but yeah, there's your uh, your <laughs> cautionary tale from the Mark and Neanderthal show. Oh, 
Okay, celebrity stuff here. I this, wanted this to be true so bad. This was I saw this yesterday. I mentioned it to you, and you were like, "Not a chance." Yeah, Come there's on, no it's way. Crazy. It can't and possibly be true. It turned out not to be true. But oh, there was this, this story that came out in a fairly reputable paper, I think, in England. That now, do you know who Jane Krakowski is? She played Jenna Maroney on Thirty Rock. Yeah, you remember Jenna, right? I'm going to tell you what I told Phil Spector. It's going to be okay, baby. We just have to get some trash bags and get back here before anyone's the wiser. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow, that didn't yeah. age well. Um, <laughs> she always plays, she was also on the unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, always plays the sort of aging, neurotic, shallow woman desperately yeah. trying to hold on to her looks. Yeah. And she is fantastic at it. Actually, she's very good looking still. Yeah, and, 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 she, and very in, in, engaging and endearing. She's actually a really good character actress. Very funny. Yeah, very funny. Um, so, and she does commercials too for Orange Juice, I think. Yeah. And, uh, and some voiceover work and stuff. She's, yep. she's doing just fine. Thanks for so asking. They linked her romantically to the My Pillow guy. Now, who's been in the news a ton lately? What's that guy's name? He's a conspiracy theorist. Mike, Mike some, something or other. Yeah, Mike, some, Michael Lilson or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, they linked him. And her romantically, and they had all these quotes from people saying, you know, they don't really seem to go together, but she seems so happy. You know, yeah. all this stuff. And it turned. she put out a statement later in the day, and he did too. We've never even met, they said. Yeah, and he's like, I, like he's apparently, I think, a married evangelical. Like, this, this is not good. It doesn't sit in his, in his world. Right, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, it's weird to be linked to somebody you've never even met romantically. So know? here's the thing. I, th- I thought to myself, um, you know, this my pillow guy. He's been around for a while now. We've seen the commercials. We've all seen the commercials. And there's something incredibly familiar about him. And when we had this conversation yesterday, I informed you who I thought he looked like. And this was breaking news to you. I'm talking about... Paul Bearer from the WWF. The Undertaker's the, manager. The Undertaker's manager. Remember him? He'd walk around with the urn. Oh, my Undertaker! That's, he's absolutely <laughs> he the My Pillow guy. Like, no, when you said that, I was like, oh my God. He totally does. Doppelganger. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, you want a pillow? <laughs> this pillow will help you rest in this pillow is great for smothering someone you don't like. I'm telling you, because of this pillow, I've earned a lot of money. The they, my, the my they whatever totally look alike. And it's the funny thing about it is, oh, as we made God. that joke yesterday... We said, well, tomorrow morning we'll make, we'll talk about this on the air. <laughs> and as I was pulling up the Undertaker's theme song, I saw a video of Paul Bear, and I was like, oh, my God, does he look like yeah. him. Like, it's even more than I thought it was. No, if you, if you doubt us, please check your old interweb <laughs> a little bit later on. Use your Google machine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jenna Maroney. Here we are. It is that time of the morning. All right. So Thomas Fee of Freeport, New York. Okay. Which happens to be the town right next to my hometown. Oh, look at you. On what are Long you, Island. You're big timing us. Uh, A lot no. of idiots from that part of the country well, are there. There's at least one. <laughs> uh, yeah. Thomas is uh, another one of the Capitol rioters. He was there on January 6th with the, with the whole crew. 
Uh, Thomas's girlfriend didn't go, but she wanted people to know that he was there. So she posted on her Facebook page that Thomas was at the rally. Sure. At the rally. That's fine. Sure, why not? But Thomas's girlfriend's brother saw the post. Uh-oh. Now, he didn't know that Thomas had been uh, planning on attending the rally. And after seeing how the rioters had stormed the Capitol building, Thomas's girlfriend's brother texted Thomas to ask and said, Hey, man, are you are you actually there? Are you really there? Right. That's when Thomas texted back to say, Hell yeah, he was. Thomas even texted back a selfie of himself in the Capitol building rotunda. Can you guess when this went wrong? (laughs) After having broken in, Thomas even texted a video back to his girlfriend's brother Mm -hmm. saying he was there and he was, quote, at the tip of the spear, whatever that means. uh, Let me ask a question, and and I'm, I'm hoping I'm not the only one here that's thinking this, and maybe I'm jumping the gun here. What is... Thomas's girlfriend's brother do for a living? Oh, Thomas's girlfriend's brother <laughs> is a federal agent. I yeah 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 yeah. He's a special yeah. agent with the United States Diplomatic Security Service. Okay, not exactly the same department, but okay. As a federal agent, there are responsibilities and duties you are required to perform. Well, I think they also take an oath to defend the Constitution yeah, there as you well. Go. Do they not? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm pretty so. sure they do. Oops. Uh, yeah, one of those duties would be reporting Thomas in situations like this current situation. Like his general location would be important. Right exactly. There you could yep. geolocate him based on yep. his cell phone. Maybe. Yeah, it's a little bit of evidence available. Yeah, I would think so, so yep. yeah. And a confession, really. Yep. Thomas faces all sorts of charges, being a doofus, et cetera, et yep. cetera. Yep. More. wonder if they're still together. <laughs> it's, the, it's, it's, be, it's acts like this. Acts, I mean, I wonder if, the if your relationship can't survive insurrection, I know. what chance do you have? Yeah, is the girlfriend talking to her brother? You know, yeah, all, I mean, all, yeah. all interesting questions. You never liked him anyway. One thing we do know is that Thomas is the Mark and Neanderthal dumbass of the day. We think that's a beautiful story you just told. And the dumbass of the day is sponsored by Ride Now Power Sports at RideNow.com. And you can see the story at the Mark and Neanderthal Facebook page. You know, to be honest with you, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna really be mad at Thomas's girlfriend's brother. I mean, no guy likes the guy that's putting it to their sister. <laughs> I mean, you'll you'll do pretty much anything to break up that relationship, I think. All right, check this out. We we just again harken back to yesterday's dumbass of the day where the guy had a point four oh one blood alcohol content, five times the legal limit. That's a lot. Listen to this. We just got a couple of calls. First call. Experts, everyone. I love, you knew our audience would be full of experts. First call is a law enforcement guy. The second call is an ER nurse. Okay. Check this out. Check. Listen to these numbers. Because because I, I know a girl that teaches an alcohol traffic class, and she had a student that blew a .54. Oof. Well, I had a lady that was a uh, .64, and she was still awake and alive. Okay. Okay, that's point a lot. Five four and a .64. That's a lot. Holy cow. That's a lot. Yeah, that's, that's a, crazy. That's a, that's a lot of alcohol. That is, that is dangerous, and we would never advocate or recommend that. No, no. I mean, that's that when you hear that on a school night he said (laughs) he said and she was still awake awake and okay yeah at at 0.64 by the way i think anything over point like 0.4 is like alcohol poisoning i don't know what the limit is there but yeah but i think there's a certain level upon which they say okay you are in danger they need to pump your stomach right they need to get you hydrated and get you to puke and get it like get it all out of your system as much as possible yeah i it's an alcohol od you can od on alcohol yeah 
Um, we got a call from a, or an email from a guy who says back during his police training days, they had to spend some time in uh, DUI classes and things like that to get a feel of things. Sure. And there was a woman with a, a .57. Jeez. And said she never lost consciousness, which is staggering. That that's, is that's how you know you have a drinking problem right there. I that, think so. Now, what is that? Now, there's, there's, a, there's a phenomenon. I don't know what it is. Um, but there's a phenomenon or a gene or something like that. There are some people who are impervious to alcohol, like cannot get drunk. I worked with a guy in Memphis, our program director in Memphis. One of his friends, like he said, yeah, it doesn't matter what he drink, he can't get drunk. Uh, like that alcohol doesn't affect them. I would say that uh, what I've heard is that with alcoholics. Right. There is a Which certain, I'm familiar with. My mom was very uh, good at it. The, you know, and we all know one or two of them. Um, there is a point in time where... They can barely get drunk. They can't drink enough to get a buzz. Wow. And then at some point that ends and they become sloppy drunk, you know, or they get the, the buzz immediately yeah. upon drinking. Wow. So, right. and, and I could be wrong about that. I'm, yeah. I'll bet we got a couple of alcoholics out there who yeah. can correct us. But, and in fact, I know we have some, a lot of recovering alcoholics listening. Yeah. But. I've been, I've been a, I've been an apprentice alcoholic on occasion when I was younger. I, I, yeah. I drank a lot on, on regular occasions. The day that ended with why? I was in. Yeah. I was I all in as a kid. I don't want to brag, but I did make varsity as a freshman oh, look in at terms you. of the Budweiser well, team. So. I, I, I couldn't go pro. Got, got drug tested. <laughs> no, you, you always have to be careful, especially with the weekend coming up. Yeah. I knew we'd get a call or two about, uh, about the... The alcohol thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, look, we're not, the reason why we're talking about it is because Mark yesterday, you know, if you misplace a decimal point, it can be tough in accounting. It also means a lot in when you're talking about the blood alcohol level. Yeah. He referred to somebody as a point oh four one yesterday as opposed to a point four oh one. Major difference. Yeah, big, huge, a little bit, a <laughs> little bit, especially when it comes to the legal situation. Yes. Yeah. So go for it, buddy. Uh, yeah, this is a subject I'm quite familiar with. At the end of my drinking career, I couldn't drink enough to get drunk. Okay. So that is that is something that happens to alcoholics at a certain point in time. Oh, yeah. I've been in recovery for uh, over 30 years, but uh, at the end of the, the, I just couldn't drink enough. No matter what I did, I couldn't drink enough. All right. So at what point did you look down at your dashboard and see the check liver light on and yeah. say, I got to get some help oh, here? It, it came on many, many times, but uh, I looked in the mirror and I couldn't look at the guy looking back at me. Yeah, so that'll happen. My bottom. So it's been yeah. 30 years so, for you? Over 30, yeah. yeah good for you. Good. Wow. I, I, I am amazed by that. So congratulations. No, it's great. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, I hope other guys uh, take cue and uh, look at their dashboard light. <laughs> Check so, liver. Thank you very much, right. guys. See ya. No, you haven't walked into a Friends of Bill meeting. No, no, um, no. It was just, it was just, you know, hey. It was, it's, it's so interesting. 30 years sober, I can't, it's, it's unfathomable, infathomable to me because to me, Growing up, yeah. alcohol was so much a part of my socializing. Yeah. Yeah. I still have a hard time separating it. When I'm hanging out with a bunch of people, I always want to have a drink. Irish. All that needs Irish to be said. too, yeah. yeah all, I mean, that's, all that needs that's to be my said. heritage. Yeah. So. Girl, you grow up in, in an Irish household and then yeah. beer is just there. It was literally the, the drink of choice. Not because anybody was drinking... 
to get drunk, it was just you walked in the house, you opened the fridge, grab a beer. It was like yep. it was like water. It was you just especially the Miller beer that we drank, the yeah. High Life. We drank the High Life. Yeah, and it me, was like water. It went down very smooth. With me, it was more with my friends. You know, my parents weren't huge drinkers, but they drank socially and everything. And um, there was always alcohol in the house. But it was for me, it was out being out with friends. You know, the night would start with a case of beer. Yeah, between between people, and and so yeah. then you'd go out after that. Yeah, you get as, it's, but it's it's so crazy to say that now. You know, you got to be very, very careful. You should have always. We should have always been careful on the roads with it, but you didn't really oh, know yeah. back then. It was nothing you thought about. Well, just just as uh, as a point of reference, my parents lost their house because my stepfather, who was a truck driver, over the road truck driver, mm-hmm. got popped DUI, lost his job. Yep, they lost their house. Yeah. You know, so I mean, that's it's a rough situation there. So if you have an issue, reach out, maybe get some help. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I'll do an awkward segue here. All right, talk about if you want to talk about this, we'll be out tomorrow. We're actually going to be out tomorrow. It's been a first time in a long time. Eleven to one, we'll be at Speedway in East Mesa, which is Ellsworth and Guadalupe, from eleven to one. Got all kinds of things to give away, and yeah, they got they got gas. They they have beer there too, but you got to promise you're going to drink it responsibly. Get home first before you touch it. This is funny. I just got a text from our friend Tom McCauley in Winslow, and it's the Bernie Sanders meme is all over the place. Yeah, it's a, it's basically remember the, the the memes that were going around last year or a couple of years ago with Chris Christie in the beach chair because he went to the beach yeah. when they, the beaches were closed. Yep. Well, that meme has now given birth to a new one. I guess Bernie Sanders was photographed wearing what looks to be like a parka or ski jacket and some mittens in a chair, and now that has shown up. Everywhere the mittens are hilarious because he he actually mugged my grandmother on the way to the inauguration and stole her mittens. You have another pair of mittens. I should be due with these mittens. Right. These mittens should go from the one percent to my two percent hands. That's right. So he's, yeah. he's wearing these ridiculous looking mittens. Yes, and so he's the meme I got from Tom and Winslow was him in place of the Glenn Fry tribute statue oh, that we put up. Oh, that's just fantastic. Hate, hate speech is what that is. Yeah, it's great. No, it's showing up everywhere. It's on album covers. You know that. You know the picture of uh, uh, the, the Wish You Were Here cover where they're shaking hands, the guy's yeah, on fire. Yeah. It's Bernie in the chair. <laughs> yeah. uh, Bernie is, he's also sitting on the bench with the Beatles at Strawberry Fields. Oh, nice. Yeah, he's everywhere. I mean, the, the, the uh, memes are everywhere. It's interesting. We have actually become memed this morning because we talked about the fact that the My Pillow guy looks like Paul Bearer from wrestling. Yeah. Remember from, the old wrestling? WWF. Oh, that guy? Yep. Well, somebody immediately took it and made a meme and started spreading it around the internet. So if you see yeah. the meme that says, hey, it's been bothering me for a while, and I was wondering where I saw the My Pillow guy before, and it's the picture of Paul Bearer from wrestling, yep. that's a Mark and Neanderthal thing. Thank you to whoever took it and, and stole it uncredited yep. and shared it around. That's the beauty of a meme. He took it and headed to meme-matic. Yeah. And the rest that's is the, his. Yeah, whatever it's, he did. You know, some of the memes are, you know what's one I hate? I always thought it was just so stupid. All right. Was it says... Um, it's, it has a picture. It says at the top, if you remember this, and then below that is a picture of Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant squaring off at WrestleMania 3. They're in the ring facing off against each other. Right. It says, if you remember this, and then below it, it says, you had an awesome childhood. You know, that that's that's actually, if the, you remember this and you had an awesome childhood is the base of the meme. And then they what people do is they put, like, pictures of Fonzie on the motorcycle or, or, or water skiing yeah. or different things from your childhood. But it doesn't mean you had an awesome childhood. I mean, 
the the one with Hulk Hogan, right? Right. Maybe you remember that because you were watching it, and Dad came home drunk again <laughs> and threw a shoe through the TV screen. That's what, of course you're going to remember it, but it doesn't sound so awesome. It is an awesome childhood, Mark. No, it's not. not many parents have an opportunity to spend that kind of quality time with their children. How about how about and this your one? father comes home and gives you the belt? You're like, oh, yeah. thanks, Dad. We're right. spending, we spent quality. You know? Child was born just the other day. Maybe you remember it because you watched it at a friend's house because your house had burned down the day before. Oh, you Jesus. know, what I'm saying is it doesn't really have anything to do with an awesome childhood. Okay, here's one I no, got, I mean, too. You know, you know what it'll be? It'll be a picture of, J- of JFK in the Lincoln going through Dallas. If you remember this, yes, you had exactly. an awesome, that's not awesome. Yeah. I remember that. It yeah. was not cool. The Challenger? No. Uh, no. I did yeah. not, that was not an awesome memory from my childhood. Here's another one I got, and this is funny. It's a picture of a giant Kodiak bear in the middle, okay? It's like, okay. It's like one of the biggest bears in the world. Yeah. Uh, the top says, man survives a Kodiak bear attack with just a twenty two pistol. And at the bottom it says, the friend he shot in the knee was not so lucky. Yes, exactly. Now, that's a great joke. That's funny. The only problem is Kodak is spelled K-O-D-A-K, which makes, Kodiak, it, a, which yeah. makes it a Kodak bear. Yes. All right? It's well, that's not, the other Kodiak thing. Kodiak is spelled without the I, so it's now a Kodak bear. One of the, yeah, well, that's one of the, the the, the problems when, when you put a meme together, if you don't have a, a proper grasp of the English language or spelling, a meme that could be brilliant could turn out to make you the dumbest person on the Internet that day. It just turned into our tribute to teachers this morning. <laughs> that's what this is. No, that's, that's actually good advice. Education is important, especially when mocking things on the Internet. Spell check your memes, everybody. Uh, all right. By the way, we got memes today, so Ermagerd, we're a meme. Listen to Mark and the Interpol when you get to work. Sure they're illegal. With the free KSLX app. 100.7 KSLX. Season's greetings. Hey, dude, shoes here. Is there anything better than going home for the holidays? Of course not. Well, that's exactly how your toes feel after slipping on a pair of Hey Dude shoes. Hey Dude makes the lightest, comfiest, and coziest shoes out there. They make each step as holly and jolly as can be. So, give the gift of comfy this holiday season. Welcome home for the holidays, toes. Hey Dude, good to go to. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great.